0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and we find ourselves now, in this week, between the turning of the year. This year coming up, our readings from the Gospel of Mark will be at the center of our worship. So, since this is the shortest of the Gospels, I thought it might be fun to read through this entire Gospel together this week. I will not comment on the text as we go, we'll simply read it together and allow for the Holy Spirit to work through the good news about Jesus Christ. Today we'll start reading at chapter 5. But first, we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding Word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. We begin today at chapter 5. They came to the other side of the sea, to the region of the Gerasenes. And when he had stopped, stepped out of the boat, immediately a man from the tomb with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one could restrain him any more, even with a chain. For he had often restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he would wrench apart, and the shackles he broke in pieces, and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of him, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him earnestly not to send him out of the region. Now, on the hillside, of there uh, now there on the hillside was a great herd of swine feeding, and the unclean spirit begged him, "Send us into the swine; let us enter them." So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirit came out and entered the swine, and the herd, numbering about two thousand, stampeded down a steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. The swineherds ran off and told it to the city and in the country. Then people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the man possessed by demons sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, the very man who had the legion. And they became frightened. Those who had seen what happened to the man possessed by demons and to the swine reported it. Then they began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus refused and said to him, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And he went away and he began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and pleaded with him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come, lay your hands on her, so that she may be weighed well and live. So he went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from a flow of blood for twelve years, She had endured much under many physicians, and had spent all she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd, and touched his cloak. For she said, If I but touch his cloak, I will be made well. Immediately her flow of blood stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my cloak? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you? How can you say, Who touched me? He looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell before him, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the synagogue leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the synagogue leader, Do not be afraid. Only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And when they came to the synagogue leader's house, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And immediately the girl stood up and began to walk about. She was twelve years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. He left that place and he came to his hometown and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astonished. They said, "Where did this man get all of this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. He could do no deeds of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about the village's teaching, He called the twelve and he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and they proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said, It is Elijah. And others said, It is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. When Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men and arrested John, bound him, and put him into prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers who were leaders of Galilee. When his daughter, Herodias, came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately, she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptized on a platter. The king was greatly grieved. Yet, out of his regard for his oaths and for his guest, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. And as he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away, so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But Jesus answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are we to go and buy two hundred denarii worth of food and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five, and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And all ate and were fulfilled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces, and all of the fish and of the fish. those who had eaten the loaves numbered five thousand men. immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd after saying farewell to them. He went up to the mountain to pray. when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land when he saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind. He came toward them early in the morning, walking on the sea. He intended to pass them by. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought that it was a ghost, and they cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them, and he said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were utterly astounded. For they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret, and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him, and he rushed about the whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard that he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, he laid the sick. they laid the sick in the marketplace and begged him that they might even touch the fringe of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, thus observing the traditions of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups and pots and bronze kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold the human tradition. Then he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever speaks evil of father and mother must surely die. But you say that if anyone tells father or mother, whatever support you might have had for me is korban, that is, an offering to God. Then you, are, then you no longer permit doing anything for a father or mother, thus nullifying the word of God through your tradition that you have handed on, and you do many things like this. Then he called the crowd again, and he said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. And when he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable, and he said to them, So are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart, but the stomach, and goes out into the sewer?" Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, It is what comes out of a person that defiles, for it it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, debauchery, envy, slander, pride, folly, all these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. From there he set out, and he went away, to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know that he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast out the demon from her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dog's. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. And when she went home, she found the child lying in the bed and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, put his fingers into his ears. He spat, he touched his tongue, then looked up into heaven. He sighed and said, Ephatha, that is, be open. And His ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. For the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness. For the gift of relationship with others. For the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we grateful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for who else, for what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen.